is going on, everybody? Welcome to AGR. This is podcast 006. Today I am writing solo, so my buddy Alex is not here today, but the show must go on. And I promise to entertain you and inform you the best of my abilities. And if I'm boring you, I apologize, but I will not be boring you. I promise you that I'll do my best. But uh, what you could do for us is, if you're new here and watching us for the first time, we're a small YouTube channel that is making big strides and getting better and better every week, adding content and doing crazy things. Uh, we just visited PAX a few months ago, and we're going to be visiting a whole other, lots of other conventions down the road. But it starts with all of you guys hitting that subscribe button to show us some love and supporting us helping build this channel into a big behemoth channel that is fun for all of you guys and for us to do together as a big video game family. I um, I decided a while back to branch this out to a sister channel of ours. We have a channel called A&R at the back. You can see the logo in the back. That is our primary channel where we talk about pop culture stuff, collectibles, things like that, movies and TV shows. So I decided to branch AGR off that channel and just do video games and gaming in general specifically because it's such a big, big you know market for that. And there's so much things to talk about in the video game world that we didn't want to take away from the A&R brand. We want to keep things separately. So that is why we're doing this channel, and that's why it's very small right now. But it has the potential to be very big, and we have a lot of things in the pipelines that we want to do. But it starts with you showing some love and support. My name is Alvin, as you can see in the bottom of the screen there. Welcome to the show, and uh, let's get started on this episode. All right. So we do things a little bit different here when Alex is with me. We have sort of an engagement. We talk about... You know, we reach out and talk about some new developer that Alex likes to mention or give a shout out to. But because he's not here, um, I don't have a list with me of any developers to give a shout out to. But we will revisit them next week. Um, I am currently going to be just talking about information on the Internet today and this week. Big gaming news is always every week. So I'm going to go through a bunch of them. And near the end, I'll talk about some of uh, a game that I played a lot a few years back. We always do that in our show, so I'm going to keep touch to that and talk about a game that I love playing for a long time, invested hours and hours into it. Uh, and then we'll talk about some of the things I just recently are playing or that I got, uh, and, and we'll see where the road takes us. I might go off on a little bit of a tangent, but hey, it's all about video games, and you know I enjoy playing it, and I hope you enjoy listening to me today. So first off, some of the games I picked up this week, I picked up a trio. So there's a bunch of sales going on all over the internet. Uh, it's Black Friday month now, apparently. It was a day, then it went to a week, and now it's Black Friday month. So, I mean, good for us. We get a lot of choices to get some stuff a little bit early instead of waiting that one day where the internet crashes half the time. But Black Friday month is here, and... I was able to snag a few games from my local Best Buy. I was able to get some games on sale. So I got the FIFA 23. Um, I also got NBA 2K23 and NHL 23 here. Uh, I love sports games, but I don't want to pay the crazy prices that we have to pay. 
So getting $30, $40 off your games is a big deal for me. Um, uh, you know, so I get to play these games and don't feel too bad about paying that price. And uh, with FIFA World Cup coming around the corner in a few days, I thought I'd play FIFA t- uh, this week. And I'm, I'm enjoying this game so far, FIFA 23. I, I think it's a decent talent. Not a much has changed from last year. I have last year's copy, and I don't think a whole lot has changed. They've talked about this mechanic, that mechanic. Listen, there's only so much you can do in a game before it becomes stale, and you just can't make major changes. You can tweak the graphics here and there, but the gameplay itself, it's getting there. Um, it's not perfect. There's still room for it, but it's going to take you know a while before we see a massive change in the way we are getting the games right now. Usually for EA... I think every five years you see an evolution, a big step in the way the game is being played. I think, you know, usually two, three years in a row, you don't see a massive change. Uh, So last year's game and this year's game is very similar. There's some changes to the pitch, some graphical improvements. Obviously, rosters and depth has changed. Uh, We see more of uh, women's leagues and uh, women's World Cup being introduced into this. You see more of that. You see women referees. So it's, it's nice to see these changes. Um, do I recommend this game? Um, I could say right now because the World Cup and the hype's all there, and right now you want to be a part of that. If you're a big soccer fan, I, I don't even have to tell you this if you're a big soccer fan. Usually soccer fans just buy this without even thinking twice. But if you're on the fringe and you just you know want to see what's, you know, you want to play soccer once in a while, you feel like, you know, hey, I want to go play this instead of going out in the grass and playing you know, maybe hurting my ankles or my knees. Um, yeah, I would recommend picking it up right now. It's on sale. I would recommend picking that up. You get a discount of maybe 30%, 40%. Um, I think the, the PlayStation 5 store has it for cheaper than the actual physical copy, but I like to have physical copies just so I can say that, I, you know, I have a collection that I can put together. I do go get digital, but I do get physical copies depending on what it is. Um, I recommend it. I, I think it'd be a fun game to play if you if you dabble in soccer. Uh, if you're a big soccer fan, then absolutely get it. The other two games, NBA 2K23 and NHL 23, I haven't really played them yet. Um, I will probably play them in the coming week and then maybe talk about it. Um, the sale probably is going to go on for another week or two, so um, I'll definitely give my take on these after I play them. I know they are out been out for a bit, but Hey, I can only play so many games. Uh, I'm still playing God of War, the first one, because I can't even play the second one until I finish the first one. So I'm doing that. But, um, yeah, so that's what I'm playing this week. Uh, if you want to let us know what you're playing, you can go to A&R Universe. Uh, you can see at the bottom below uh, on our ticker there. Uh, that's a way for you to in- engage with us on Twitter. I know Twitter's kind of melting at this point. But it's still there. Um, if you want, you can message us there. But we also are available on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, under the same A&R universe. Our Instagram, we have it for A&R mainly. We will be getting an HDR one once the numbers start growing. And then, you know, we also have the time to get in the rhythm of putting content up on a regular basis. We'll do that. But you can reach us on any of these things. Uh, let us know. Give us some uh, input on what you would like to see us do on our podcast. Would you like to see us, you know, talk about certain topics every week? Let us know. We will definitely, uh, we we love feedback. So we definitely want to 
hear from you guys. But I wanted to get into our first topic of the day. Uh, I wanted to get into what is called the Pokemon craze. <laughs> so this week, Pokemon was released. Um, it is called uh, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, Pokemon game. I'm not a big po I'm not actually a Pokemon person. This is a generation after me sort of got the craze. There's a lot of people that love this game. I get it. It's a worldwide phenomenon, but it was not something that I grew up playing. So I'm not a huge fan of this. I did play the mobile game that was insanely addictive to a lot of people, but I got off that. I was like, oh, this is crazy. I can't even do work. But um, so it was released, and uh, where I live in the local Vancouver area in Canada, um, there was massive lineups at GameStops. Uh, some people were saying that it was almost a block long. Uh, this is just one of the many cities, I'm sure, in, throughout the United States, probably the same as well. People were lining up, uh, you know, three hours before the midnight release to get their hands on a copy. I, from an outsider looking in, this is crazy. I have never lined up except for once for a video game, and I will never, ever do it again because it's absolutely ridiculous to do this. You could just sit at home and get the game on the digital version most of the time at 9 p.m. Because it's Eastern Standard Time. Some people can get it at 9 p.m. So for me, I mean, I know people want the physical copy. I get that. Nintendo, you know, obviously uh, physical copies, you can play it on, on the go anywhere. But you could get the download version as well. So for me, I, I don't think I'll be lining up three hours for a, a game. My time is valuable, and I can't see myself sitting, uh, you know, three hours in a line or standing three hours in a line this day and age, especially with COVID still around. And, yes, COVID is still around. Um, I don't think I would be doing that. And then it's also on top of that is flu season right now. So people are getting all kinds of sickness, and you want to stand in line with all these people. Really worth it? I don't know. Think about that for a second. But, you know, hey, you know, if, if you've got the time, and you're wearing a mask, you know, and you're protecting yourself and making sure that you're, you know, and you're confident enough going out there and, and standing around with a bunch of strangers, then good for you. I mean, these people did it, and, you know, they um, they apparently uh, didn't care and apparently really wanted the game really badly, so they did it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this game, from, from what I hear, is very, very addictive, as all Pokemon games are, and very popular, as you can see from the lineups. And I hope a lot of people have a good time. Uh, Pokemon, I think, is a game that is fun, um, and it's very um, it's not it's not a very difficult game to play. You, you know, it can be difficult if you're looking for a specific creature, I guess. But it's a fun game, and you know, good for these people and everybody out there. And I hope you're you know having a great time because people have been waiting for this game and. You know, kudos to you guys for getting the game. If you got it, if you haven't get it, what are you waiting for? Go get it. Uh, if you're a Pokemon fan, uh, I think this is going to be a good time. So I'm going to talk to some friends who play this game and see what they think and maybe talk about it a little bit more next week with Alex. But, you know, good for these people. My next topic I wanted to get into was, so we go from a total positive to, to the other spectrum here. Um, legendary Sonic designer Yuji Naka arrested in Japan. So, for those of you who don't know who this guy is, he is one of the creators for Sonic 
he's a developer, but he's also a creator uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, he's in a bit of a hot water right now. He is allegedly, I want to make sure I say this, allegedly has been arrested for insider trading. So what had happened was um, he and a colleague of his found out that the next quest game, Dragon Quest game, is going to be published by um, Aiming Studios, called, a studio called Aiming Studio, which in 2022-20 was announced as a developer for Dragon Quest. So they found out prior to the public that this studio was going to get it, and so they decided to take a bunch of money and put it into this company in terms of shares, uh, basically doing insider trading. And because they knew this uh, knowledge prior to the public did, and now there's a full-on investigation on uh, on him and several other employees of Square Enix. Um, Twenty-four hours. Uh, one of, uh, over the past 24 hours, a number of people in Japan, including Square Enix employees, have been arrested on insider trading charges related to Dragon Quest game announcement. So, don't know how many. Some um, some people are. I've seen on the internet as as 40 people have been um, allegedly arrested for it or charged for it. Um, obviously, he's going to garner more attention than the rest of them because of, of who he is. Um, he was credited for you know, one of the main character creators of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to this, but that's a, I mean, this is crazy. This is sometimes, who knows what his motives are? You know, maybe he's not getting the money that he's, but, he, you know, like, you got to think that this guy is making a decent living. Who knows? He might have some debts. We don't know the actual reason, but whatever they are, it couldn't be, that bad for him to do this where he's risking going to jail for insider trading and it wasn't just like he took a few couple of bucks um there was reports that um he allegedly here says naka is alleged to have purchased ten thousand shares worth 2.8 million yen over uh on is it yen i believe it's yen uh Around it's valued around twenty thousand uh, dollars. Sasuke, Sasuke, meanwhile is accused of buying twenty six point four million. I guess one of his friends or compatriots. That person actually has bought a lot more. He bought twenty six point four million yen, which is around one hundred eighty eight thousand um, dollars. Authorities have yet to disclose whether any of these three men. So there's another person, I guess here arrested so far, still owing those shares, or whether they had been sold off for profit prior to the investigation. So there's still an ongoing investigation with this, and there's going to be some more details probably coming out. You can bet that if this guy is charged and is sent to jail, it's going to send ripple waves in Japan about you know, him and other people doing this. This is a big deal in the gaming industry in Japan because... Some of these people are are very revered, and in Japan culture, you know these people are like heroes. They're always considered heroes. Once you become a hero, you're always going to be respected and revered in Japan culture. It's very rooted in how they respect people when they accomplish certain things 
that people don't forget there easily. It's not like, hey, yesterday's news. They're constantly being respected for what they did. And for him, he's a big deal because he created Sonic the Hedgehog, one, arguably one of the most iconic characters in the video game industry. So to see him do this and then uh, if he ends up getting charged and going to jail, that's going to sting you know, a lot for a lot of people that probably looked up to him or worked with him or respected him. So, yeah, it's unfortunate to hear this kind of story come out. I was kind of, when I read this, I was kind of like, oh, man, like, seriously, like, what is going on? What is going on with your, you know, mindset at that point? Did you not think somebody would eventually catch you? Um, insider trading is just so risky these days because there's so much trail uh, of how to catch somebody, you know, uh, unless you're using BTC, but even BTC, Bitcoin, or and all this stuff, you still can get trailed and all that stuff. But yeah, it's just you know unfortunate to see that. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that things can be you know, it doesn't look too good for him. I mean, I don't think he's going to escape this, but he might he might just get a slap on the wrist. Who knows? I don't know Japanese law and how strict it is, but I don't think they're going to let him off if he is actually caught um, doing insider training. On our next news here, we have. Um, here we are. So, Steam apparently went down. IGN reports a stream today, which is November the 18th. It went down for a while and then came back up. There was an outage, apparently, or something like that. But it's weird to hear this because I've, I don't know, Steam's, I guess, maybe in the past had issues uh, with other things, but nobody knows why it went down. It just, Went down outage. Um, there's no been there's been no statement by Steam uh, about as to what happened. Nothing. It's like nobody even cared. It's like, it's like it went down. Everyone figure you know started figuring it out and it started getting online everywhere. But and then all of a sudden it came back up. And for far as I know, doing this podcast right now, Steam has not released any statement. It's nothing huge, but it's just kind of like, did you guys get hacked? What happened? Because my credit card is logged into your system, and so are thousands of people logged into your and have our credit cards or billing address, all that stuff registered there. So I'm a little worried because I've had before in the past my identity stolen not, thank god nothing happened i was able to stop it prior to anybody stealing my information and getting a credit card etc but this kind of worries me because usually when there's an out- outage it's because they probably turned off the servers or something to prevent hackers from getting all the information it's happened before in other companies so i'm a little worried about seeing in a couple of days what ha- really happened so i'm hoping it was just some data out some outage somewhere where I guess there was a storm or flooding or something or a fire and they had to pull the plug for a bit and then plug it back in. I'm hoping that is the case, not the other one, because if it is, it's going to be a huge breach. There's a lot of people's information on their servers. So, yeah, I mean, let's hope nothing crazy happened and it was just, you know, a precaution from them to protect the servers. And then we have from the Verge here, um, Epic allegedly alleged 
alleges Google paid $360 million to keep Activision from launching its own app store. This is huge. If this is true, I mean, it's alleged, right? Epic says. They're not saying 100% because there could be a lawsuit here if they do that. But Activision, Blizzard, and Riot Games, one giant fist of a gaming company, at one point told Google they might launch their own mobile app store. That's crazy because they have access to a ton of games. And I'm sure smaller developers will love to latch onto them and have an all-gaming app store. Can you imagine that? You click on an app, and all you have is tons of games, new games pouring in. Some of them might not be good, but I'm sure Activision or Blizzard uh, would actually go and filter and make sure that these games are good before putting them on the app store. Let's hope so. But can you imagine that? We could have had an app where you just click and all your games are there. And then people are like, oh, well, we have it already. We have the Google Play Store and we have the Apple Play Store or Apple Store where you can go to their section gaming and get all the games. Yes, I get that. But those companies charge an arm and a leg to these developers. 30% to 40% revenue is gone automatically to these companies. To me, I think that is ridiculous to take that much away from these companies. And I, and I know, okay, oh, a million people see their, you know, their game online when you go to one of these two giants. I get that. But it shouldn't cost 30 to 40% of that person or company's revenue, especially if you're a small company or a small developer, a one-man show even, you know, and you're you're going and, you know, trying to make a living out of this. You work years tirelessly. I actually know, you know, I met people at PAX where they're one-man show or, or a couple, you know, teamed up, and they put all their time and resources into these games. And then they get the finished product after revising it, revising it, getting feedback, you know, tweaking it and things. And finally, they have a, a polished product and they want to make money from years of sacrifice and time. And the company that they latch on to, like Apple, for example, will say, hey, uh, we're taking 40% of your cut. That's devastating. I mean, some people might not be able to even put it on there because they're like, I can't afford this loss. You know, like that's a lot of money taken away from my pocket. And not everybody's a success story. You know, you think just simply putting it on these app stores is going to be a success story? All it takes is a bunch of people not like your game and you're done. You're dead in the water. And I know some games people are going to be honest about it and tell the truth. I get that. Not every game is going to be amazing. But there's a lot of people out there uh, that will be negative towards your game, especially if they're a fan of another game that's similar to yours or... It could be somebody putting bots online to do reviews. It's crazy out there about reviews. We've seen it a lot of times. There's a lot of, like, for example, Amazon. There's a lot of products on Amazon that have really good reviews, but a lot of it is done through paid reviewers or bots that go and make these claims uh, or tarnish the, or the item before it even gets a chance to have positive uh, feedbacks from people that actually like the item. So there's a lot of things at play. Um, that could really, you know, hurt somebody's business. But losing 30% is one of them at the top of the list, I think, or 40%. Um, we've seen issues with Fortnite and Apple 
Um, other companies getting upset with Apple saying that that is a lot of money you're taking from us. And make no mistake about it, this is Apple and Google. You know, I know we're talking about Apple here, but Google's one should be watched as well because that's the pe- people here. And I'll get to them in a second. But make no mistake about it, the amount of money that these guys make, majority of their money that they make is from these app stores. It's not from their products. It's from the app store. Without the App Store, their products are not going to make the billions that they do every year. So this is their bread and butter. And they make it out of the backs of hardworking people, you know, for the most part, doing, you know, what they can to make some money. So I, you know, when I saw this article, I wanted to bring it up today's uh, podcast because uh, you know, let's get into Google here, where they pay three hundred sixty million to keep Activision from launching. Three hundred sixty million is a piss in the bucket. The amount of money they make from the Play Store, they make a ton of money. Three hundred sixty million is nothing to them. Three hundred sixty million, they're like, okay, where do I sign? Right here, here it is. And three hundred sixty million might have made a big difference for Activision because of the two years of you know COVID. There was a lot of uh, uh, uncertainty and then obviously the lawsuit that they have to deal with um so i don't know i'm kind of disappointed that didn't do this because i think it would have been cool to get an, a, a developer friendly i'm and i'm just speculating here that they would have been friendly to smaller developers and allowing uh, third-party companies to come in there on their app store and i'm sure they wouldn't take uh the amount of money that Apple and Google, I'm just saying this, I don't know, maybe they're going to be greedy just like those two companies and take 30, 40%. But I would have thought, like, in my opinion, I, I would think that Activision would take maybe 15% of people's revenue, say, hey, listen, we'll save you 15% if you bring your game to our app store instead of to the big giants. And we're going to give you 15% back uh, your money. So 15% is a lot of money given back. Uh, in some pl- some cases, 40% for Apple. It's like 25%. So I would have loved to see this. I'm disappointed they took the money. Uh, and I'm disappointed in Google because, you know, that's such a sneaky thing to do. I guess I, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I guess I'm, I, I would say a little, I would say a little disappointed, but more of how how pathetic are you as a company to be f- afraid of Activision, you know, be afraid of competition, right? That you want to k- write a check to keep them quiet. But what's to say that Activision changes their mind in a few years? I mean, how long is this contract for? Indefinite? I doubt it. No one's going to sign an indefinite contract. Maybe it's a five-year contract. Um, and Google, they should have they should have said, hey, listen, we're going to drop the prices down and you know, allow these developers to come in here. That would have been the right thing to do. Drop your percentage down, and that way Activision could never think about doing something on their own because it would financially not make sense for them unless they were to undercut Google, which I doubt they would because it takes money (laughs) to keep a Play Store alive, an App Store alive. You just can't just open up an App Store and go, here you go. You know, if you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of developers going onto your app store, you need a structure put in place that costs money to maintain and keep up. So, I, I don't know. This may be just a little patch for Google, but Google has been really—I mean, I, I mean, 
I'm surprised they cut a 360 here on this because their stadia is just in the toilets. They've closed it down. I was one of those early adopters for Google Stadia, and I'm so upset because they lied to me in the beginning. They basically said to me this was a streaming thing that you could play on any device um, for a low price of whatever it was, I think $11.99 or something like that. And, of course, you know, be able to play AAA titles on any device anywhere. I was in. I was one of the early adopters. I got my controller, you know, day one controller. I got my, you know, user that I wanted with no zeros or six or fives at the end. It was X-Men, and it was just perfect. And then the whole thing, you know, I know I'm going about off a little tangent, but that's okay. It is about Google. And they decided to go ahead and screw everybody by saying, well, you know how we said all devices? We actually meant specific approved devices from our recommendation list. Most of it was Google Pixel stuff at the beginning. So if you had a Google Pixel phone, then you were fine. But if you had an Android phone, like let's say Samsung or LG or even an iPhone, you're out of luck. You had to wait for updates, and then the list will grow, and then you'll eventually get a chance to. My Samsung S10, I believe it was at the time, or S9, didn't get approved till like several months later. Like I'm talking about maybe half a year later, it got approved. Laptops, certain laptops it would work on. Certain laptops it wouldn't work on. So a Windows, it didn't work on my Windows laptop right off the beginning. And so the problems, that was just one of the problems. Then the second problem was, you know how we said a monthly fee of $11.99? Well, we just meant that was just for the servers, just so you have access to the servers. You actually have to pay full price for your games. Excuse me? What? I got to pay full price plus pay this monthly membership thing? And they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to give you some free games. Free games that are like nobody wanted to play. And then there was no sales. The prices of games were super high, sometimes more than the actual physical copy. And then when you had like Black Friday sales and things like that, they never did anything like that. They didn't care until the price, until people started leaving the service. That's when they started discounting certain games and saying, oh, this is not. But the damage was done. I was out in two months. I quit in two months. I was like, see you later. I don't care anymore. You had actually, no, I think it was three or four months. I gave it a, a good couple of months and I said, you know what? Let's see what they could do. Uh, maybe they'll change, make some additions and keep me there. But they didn't. They didn't care. So I walked out. And I think sooner or later, as soon as everybody else started walking out, everyone was just like, no, screw this. We're tired of this. And they couldn't. Do it, and it was just a disaster, a huge disaster for Google. The fact that they were able to pay three hundred sixty million dollars right now to keep Activision quiet is crazy because they've lost a lot of money, Google, in these last couple of years, a lot of swing and a miss. So, yeah, this is kind of like you know disappointing. Uh, I would have loved to see an all video game app store. Uh, maybe down the road, Activision says, you know what, the industry's too big, three hundred sixty million dollars is not going to do it either buy us out or we're going to launch this app store and see how it goes. Next, we have uh, Company of Heroes. So this is uh, a game that's been out for a while. If you're familiar with it, cool. If you're not, it's um, overhead view. It's like, you know, civilization almost. Like you have your war 
your your battle there, massive battles online. It's like an RPG. You kind of position uh, players in specific areas. Um, it, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, a lot there's a lot of people that love this game. It's been around like a for a while. Uh, Company of Heroes three though, for the first time, it's going to be available on the PlayStation Xbox. Um, it's a PC game. It's designed for keyboard and mouse, but it's coming for the Xbox and PlayStation. Um, it seems like they haven't confirmed anything yet. Why I bring this up is we had a chance to talk to them in PAX. They were very welcoming to us at PAX. Uh, we had a chance to talk to them. Our, our One of our staff members, Justin, had a chance to talk to them. And um, I'm excited because I know it's, we don't have a keyboard or mouse for a PlayStation or Xbox, but you can connect them via Bluetooth. But if they can sort of change some of the controls where you could play it uh, on a keyboard or mouse, that would be pretty... Uh, sorry, on a, on a controller, that would be great. But I, I think this is good news for a lot of people that want to play this game on one of the consoles. And it's nice that they're going to have it. it. says, if the Company of Heroes does indeed come to PlayStation 5 and Xbox um, Series X and Series 1, that would mark the first time the franchise will put a, uh, on console. Neither 2006 Company of Heroes nor 2013's Company of Heroes 2 were on any consoles since its, its inception. This series has primarily been on PC. The first Company of Heroes saw a release uh, on iOS and iPad and Android in 2020. So, yeah, I mean, this is just another game. I'm hoping Xbox Game Pass gets this because then they would probably, you know, you could probably stream this on your phones and your tablets as well using the Xbox Game Pass app. So not only is it available for a console, now it's available on your devices as well. So that would be pretty cool, and I'm hoping that they do that. That would be, be awesome. Um, next topic is Warzone. Oh, God, this is not a topic. This is massive topic. So the game came out a couple weeks ago. I played it. I like it. But everybody's been waiting for Warzone. Warzone is their version of Fortnite's, you know, Battle Royale kind of thing. So it's massively popular. Huge, huge, huge amount of people play this. And everybody's eagerly been waiting for this to drop. So November 16th, a couple of days ago, Warzone 2 dropped, and people went nuts. Now, why I bring this up, you know, people, oh, this is already brought up. Everybody knows about Warzone. Yes, I do. But one of the cool things that they've added this year is Warzone 2 DMZ, uh, not the uh, not TMZ, the actual you know paparazzi. I'm talking about DMZ here. <laughs> so DMZ is a brand new sandbox experience. So launching alongside Warzone 2, it's been touted as Call of Duty's extraction mode. Although it sounds an awful lot like mixture between Escape from Tarkov and Hunt Showdown, DMZ is an open-world narrative-focused extraction mode where you and your squad will have the freedom to complete faction-based missions, take on additional side objects, uh, objectives, fight AI combatants, or with other squads of players. So basically what they're doing is they're creating a, a new mode, which is similar to some of the old stuff like they mentioned, but allowing you to 
work as a team of online people together, coming together as a team and doing tasks. So if you're tired of getting destroyed by people online, when you, as soon as you spawn, you get popped right like that. Happens to me every single time. Some 12-year-old kid is popping off my head as soon as I spawn. And then on the headphone, I hear just all this snickering. But here's a chance for you to work as a team and work against AI. So if you don't like annoying people on the other end, just destroying you or just annoying you, that rhymed, huh? But you have a chance to go and play this game with a team of people. I actually like this. I think this is pretty cool because I can get a couple of my buddies together. Uh, hopefully there's a private room that you could do that where everybody can together. Um, I believe you could do that. But this is pretty cool. I, I like this. This is something that they're going to also do more tweaks to, they said. So it's not set in stone. They're going to add more content to this. And I, I like this. Um, they're also promising massive changes throughout the year. So every month they're going to add new content and changes to it. Uh, I really like this. Um, there's more to come, obviously, for this. But uh, this has been a... Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty has been a massive success. Massive because they're printing money all day long right now. And Warzone 2.0 is so far, from what I hear and I see, is, you know, way better than 1.0. And it's heading into iconic stage here where people absolutely love it. And you can only see the smiles on the company going, Oh, yeah, buy those skins, buy those packs, spend the in-game currency. You don't have to spend any in-game currency. In fact, you don't even have to own Modern Warfare to play this. This is completely free. You don't have to own the game. You can play this completely free. That is great marketing. Great is genius because... What you're hoping for, which this is the Fortnite uh, formula where everything is free to play the game, and so is the addiction. Because once you get addicted to this and you see other people run around with some cool skins, you know, different looking guns, things like that, you'll want to say, Oh, let me open the credit card up and maybe buy a couple of these things to kind of set myself apart from everybody else. And then it starts. Hopefully, for a lot of you, you can restrain yourself from spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I know I have kids, and they love Fortnite, and I do not allow them to go spend $30, $40 every month on skins. I just do not do that. If it's for their birthday or something, they did really well. Maybe I'll reward them, maybe 20 bucks. but I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm going to play this, obviously, but I'm not going to be spending hundreds of dollars on skins, things like that. If it's something to help me improve my gameplay i might look into it but i doubt it because then everybody else is going to want to do it then what's the point you're just back to square one again but if it's to open up more maps uh different modes to play yeah i could see that because you know if it's if it's a reasonable price i'm not paying a price of a game to get a map and a different mode that's ridiculous but yeah, well, I definitely want to play this game and play this Warzone DMZ, and I'll talk about it more in their future podcasts and see, you know, what, what what my thoughts are. And maybe Alex will play it. Who knows? He might be interested. I know our friend Justin, who I mentioned, he absolutely loves this. He actually played it uh, on one of our videos that you can go check out. He played, you know, Warzone 2, and he loves it to death, and he always tells me, 
it's his favorite part of the Modern Warfare uh, games. So I might jump in one day with them and play. Who knows? But uh, yeah, definitely check out uh, the new War Game Two DMZ. Let us know. Are, are you interested in playing the DMZ mode, or have you played it already? Um, and what do you think of um, the new 2.0 Warzone? Is it better than the first one? Are you going to play it? Let us know. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts so that I can maybe decide if I want to play this. And I haven't really 100% decided to jump in, but if I hear some positive feedback from you guys, I might jump in as well. So that is the news. Uh, I decided to compile all this information for you guys. Um, so that is uh, some of the news. That's what's going on in the gaming world. Currently, um, you know, there's a lot of noise right now about the awards night, the gaming awards show that's going to come out, very, that's going to drop very soon. And games that got a war has already, like, you know, surpassed a lot of people's expectations. They're already saying this game is only a month old and it's probably going to be, be the game of the year. So that's crazy how a whole year has almost gone by. Tons of games came out. This game just drops two months prior to the awards and is already number one contender to win the award for the game of the year. And rightfully so. From everything I hear and see, it is ridiculous, this game. I can't wait to finish the first one so I can jump into it. It's my fault for not having, you know, taking the time to finish it, but I had a lot going on. But I'm really aggressively trying to play this uh, God of War, the first one, and try to f get through it right away so I can play the second one here. Um, going back to what I was talking about, um, something that I wanted to talk uh, is one of my favorite games that I played, and I you know I um, I talked about a game that I played in the past, and this game. I remember when it first came out and I heard about it. I'm like, then I hear about the company that's making it. I'm like, oh, wow, they're such a legendary company from another franchise that they made. And they're going to make this game. And this is going to be a PlayStation exclusive first, I believe. And at the time, I went and bought the box set. The box set was massive. It's huge. It's like the God of War box. It was big. And I think I paid like $150, $200, something like that. And I was stoked. So day one, it drops. And I'm intrigued. I loved it's a first-person shooter. And uh, before anyone says, can you just show us what it is? It, it, <laughs> it was this. Destiny. This game, love it or hate it, love it or hate it, Bungie struck gold with this game now right off the beginning there was a lot of things that were wrong with this game you know uh the guns were off some people were getting these crazy loot drops of guns where they're just able to destroy people immediately um so people were kind of upset in the beginning um you know there was a you know be able to store guns things like that there wasn't enough availability for to change guns and store them um armor and things like that was kind of unbalanced there was three different factions some of them people felt the factions were not as good as the other ones or had special powers or better so there was a little knickknacks and things and of course a new game with such a huge scope you know it took time for them to get their traction and get going but 
I remember playing this game right off the bat, and I don't like games that have the jump scare factor thing where they scare the crap out of you. I, I don't like things like that. I, I don't sign up for that stuff when it comes to movies or video games. But this game had it, and I didn't know that. So it had it, and there were times where I was playing this game, and I was just on my edge of my seat. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I sign up for this? Why did I do this? Why, why did I sign up for this? And, you know, when there's something about holding the right gun in your hand and going, you know what? Screw you. Bring all your baddies out there. I'm going to absolutely crush you guys. And to me, anytime you know you have a weapon that crushes, you know, your opponent, you feel a lot more confident going into that dark, narrow caverns or tunnels with a flashlight because you know your gun is just going to blow them to smithereens. This game had that. This game had the opportunity for you to get the right gun, you know, and just destroy, you know, enemies. Um, the enemies were crazy. There are some baddies out there. I remember fighting. There were some difficult enemies to fight. What I also liked about this game was the fact that you can co-op with friends, you know, go on missions together. And that made things so much smoother because you felt more comfortable having a companion with you that they got your back or you got their back. So I love that factor about this game. The, then there was the graphics and the exploring the world of Destiny. You know, you go from planets to different areas. Um, some of the maps are absolutely gorgeous. The graphics are amazing for PS4 levels. And then you have your daily drops, your, you know, your special uh, weekend, um, you know, quests that you can have where you can get some exclusive ultra-rare weapons. So there was a lot going on in this game, and I, I just wanted to bring it back, you know, bring back and remind, you know, we do all these, you know, every week we talk about a game that we play in the past. So I wanted to bring this game up. Uh, it holds a special place in my heart um, of how beautiful this game was, how much time I spent on this game. I don't remember how many hours I spent. It was just ridiculous. Uh, so I wanted to bring this. This is my game. Um, of the week that I want to talk about from the past, Destiny. If you've played this game, uh, whether you liked it or not, I would love to hear from you guys to tell us what you thought of this game. Destiny 2 uh, came out. Unfortunately, I played a little bit of it, and I had to walk away from it because I didn't want to get too addicted like I was with the first game because I had a lot going on, and I couldn't afford to get addicted to it. Also, my PC was struggling because I decided to buy it for the PC. And it was struggling at the time to keep up. I had some issues with it. But by the time I got my brand new PC with an updated video card, the game was already over a year old, and I just didn't decide to go back to it. Maybe one day I will, but right now I've got so many games, including these three that I have. Um, I got way too many games to play to even think about going back and playing old games. Maybe one day. But, um, yeah, that was my game, Destiny. First one, let us know if you played this game or not and if you liked it. I want to thank every one of you guys for bearing with me today. I'm by myself. I know I can't be that much fun by myself. It's all, and, I, and I don't enjoy being by myself here. Um, I would have loved to have my you know partner in crime, Alex, with me. But uh, hopefully he's back next week. And then we can have more discussions about cool games that we played in the past, uh, games we're going to play or we're playing right now. And talk about some future games. I know some big titles are coming in a few months. And I, I'm, I'm itching to get to one of them. Um, Hogwarts. I'm, I'm dying to play that game. 
I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I love the way it looks. I'm praying that game comes out in a decent version and is not crippled with you know bugs. I'm praying. Obviously, there's going to be bugs in the first week, but I'm hoping that nothing crazy where it's going to cripple your experience. I'm definitely going to play that on day one and maybe talk about what I think of it. But I appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening to this podcast. Please, if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and smash the subscribe button. Um, you know, Give us a like. Tell your friends and family about this small channel that has big potential and only will have big potential because of you guys. And for believing in us, once we hit 1,000 subscribers, I've said it before many times, we're going to give away an Xbox. So subscribe to this channel or let people know. Let's grow the numbers. Let's build a community here of fun-loving games that we can all talk about and just have a good time. I mean, we will, I love doing this. I love talking about video games. I love talking about pop culture on my other channel. And if you want to check out a pop culture channel, go ahead and subscribe to the A&R channel. We'd love to have you over there, too. We do a regular podcast as well there every Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time live. So we have a lot going on on this whole brand of astonishing news and reviews and astonishing gamer reviews. Uh, come join the, the the many people that I have from the ANR and the people that are going to be joining here. Hang out with us. I appreciate you hanging out with us today. Uh, this is Alvin signing off. Have a good day. Take care. Bye. <laughs>